Hey everyone, welcome back to Rally Caps, a podcast for the creative entrepreneur building a business for the long haul. Today, we're joined by not one, but two amazing guests, Niles Duran and Caleb Babcock. These two can be considered some of the most OG creators on the entirety of YouTube. They've made hundreds of videos for the company Moment and collaborated with some of the biggest names in the creator space today. 2020 rebirthed their passion for running, and they subsequently started one of the hottest pods with the hottest bods on the planet. Dad strides for those. <laughs> Dad strides is what it's called for those who want to get those tired legs moving again. They're now uh, the coolest dads, uh, with Niles overseeing two and Caleb joining the club just over a week ago with his first. Now that they've been training for months, they're running sub five minute miles, surfing, and creating the biggest creating with the biggest names out there, and growing moment to new heights. The company they started, just the two of them. <laughs> Is that yeah. all correct, guys? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. I think everything but but running a sub five minute mile. Like we definitely started <laughs> moment too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's more realistic that I'm a creative entrepreneur who started a really big company than me running a sub five minute mile. I don't think I'll ever run a sub five minute mile, dude. Like my my legs are way too tired to do that. Hmm. Hey, but, we I should mean, try it downhill, Niles. We should one day, like, maybe like a year of downhill mile get you sub five. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but does it count? It's like, oh, dude, I mean, it's a mile. Like four, you dropped it 40 feet in, elevation. Counts in the dad world for sure. Yeah. <laughs> dad That's world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the trick to running faster is just running downhill, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on the pod, though. We really appreciate the invite, which was the most epic invitation I've ever got to probably anything, really. Yes. Um, I We just got a text message from a, like a video from Steven and Eric. Just Yeah, it was super fun. Just basically trolling <laughs> us. But at first I was like, wait, this is so good. And I didn't know how to respond. So then me and Caleb were just texting on the side like, dude, you see the video? Like, yeah, bro, so funny. Like, what the heck? And then, like, and then finally yeah. we responded like, yeah, we'll be on it. Yeah, they put more <laughs> effort into that little a- invitation video than we have into our whole podcast. So that's <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously, it looks so good. Yeah. Okay, and but the, and the lingo, Spot for, on. yeah, yeah. But you guys, I feel like you're you're really easy to impersonate because you have such fun personalities and like. But where did I don't even know where you guys grew up? Did you grow up in the areas where you're living right now? Uh, I did. Yeah, I grew up in. Seattle area just north of Seattle about 45 minutes and that's then I moved to Seattle for a few years and now my wife and I live kind of back up closer about an hour from the city okay and then I was born in Kansas City Missouri but kind of grew up all over the place so my mom was always in California dad was always in Missouri Um, dad's like an old ski bum so it like you know wants to leave every winter to go ski so I kind of grew up very very transient. So right now I live in San Clemente, California, which is where my wife was born and raised. Um, and Caleb and I, at the beginning of our, you know, incredible, amazing friendship was when me and my wife uh, got married and we moved to Seattle. And then that was like, I, we got married 2017. And then the day I started at moment was like a week after we got married. So it's like, I've, I'll always be married as long as I've been at moment. So Niles will always remember that I wasn't invited to the wedding. <laughs> it's true. Oh. It's true. <laughs> no, well, I didn't even know you. That it's just exactly. So funny. No. Yeah. Yeah. We like we like went and shot this little skate video, which looking back on it, it's very funny because I didn't know Caleb was into skateboarding, but we shot it with a buddy of mine, and and then it's kind of like, cool, dude. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get married. Like, see ya. And he was like, all right, cool, see ya. And then little <laughs> did I know, you know, four or five years later, we're just buddies. <laughs> Coworkers so turned funny. into BFFs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. It's the same for Stephen and I. I mean, I attended his wedding because he only got married two years ago, and we knew each other then. But same with like all of my friends in the studio. Like none of them came to my wedding, but they're my best friends now. Um, it feels like that's a common thread with a lot of creative folks that start like getting a community where they live. Then and yeah, it's just it's just weird to think. Um, but di- coming coming back to the whole moment thing. Mm-hmm. I think a, I think a lot of people are very tricked into believing that you guys started it or like do you get that a lot? Do people say that to you? We did get it a lot. Like okay. early on, like beginning days, 2017, 2018, it was like oh, the amount of messages were like I can't wait to start a, a company one day like Caleb and Niles. <laughs> Me and it's- Caleb would just laugh cuz we were just like <laughs> we're the least qualified people in the entire company to like start a company like i mean yeah. we're just running around making videos being filmmakers but somehow 
I think it, it, it was kind of cool though. It was essentially like like our CEO Mark Barros is like no, he's like a he's like a pure entrepreneur, works yeah. nonstop, and moment is like there's like over forty employees. There's I mean, so many logistics, supply chains, things, Excel spreadsheets for years that I could never even open up without getting stressed out. And like what goes on behind the scenes with like the developers doing their thing and just making sure products get to customers and the support team, it's insane. But the props to him was that like when we, we kind of first started there, he gave us full creative control about like doing YouTube. He's like, just make it like how you would want. He wasn't like mm-hmm. looking over our shoulders all the time. So I feel like that's what helped kind of make it feel more like ours because we would literally just go skate, drink coffee, test out our products and also like just talk about cameras and hang out. And really there wasn't like a lot of, uh, there was never like a red tape to get through to get something approved. We just started making videos. Yeah, there was no no approval process. And I didn't even know what being a YouTuber was. Like I didn't. Oh yeah, you didn't. When it was like, oh, we're going to go vlog. I'm like, oh, that weird thing that only Casey Neistat does that I've never (laughs) actually watched. Like that's weird, you know? Um, And then all all of a sudden Caleb's like, no, go look at these like old crusty vlogs that I used to do. And I'm like, dude, this is like 29 minutes of you and Ariana like, driving like i don't get it i don't get it at all because coming from my background it was like just not really about vlogging or like recording yourself so i mean so caleb literally taught me how to point the camera at myself and talk comfortably and there was definitely oh, some growing man. pains there's definitely some, find growing some pains. of that early footage of you like being super awkward then once niles it, he it, like clicked and he's like oh i get this and then he can just himself so I, I let him I let him blossom to who he is today yeah no it's true I mean in 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 that space like I definitely had no idea what I was doing did not understand it at all so there was some there was some learning there for sure because it sounds so simple to like anyone's like oh you just like record videos of yourself and put them on the internet but to make them entertaining and be engaging and to actually craft like a story that isn't shot on expensive cameras with expensive lighting mm-hmm. equipment and you know with like a scene and a director it's like it, it is a really interesting challenge that i feel like at the end of the day caleb and i were like what's something fun we could go do that's most likely fun to watch like we're gonna go skate or we're gonna go drive to the coast and like try to find some waves to go surf or we're gonna i don't know go run around this park or we're gonna ride these one wheels and like crash into each other like something that we actually <laughs> thought was fun and that we would want to watch so we like started there and then just integrated whatever learning like we're gonna teach you the 180 degree rule of you know, and why you need to care about your shutter speed, and then we just like go do something fun. Mm-hmm. I think that goes to show how how powerful the vlogs were, though, because I think that's what convinced me that the two of you started Moment in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Is like seeing <laughs> yeah. you guys like goof around on the Moment channel, like, hey, also we have this new product. I'm like, wow, they are so good at designing lenses for phones. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, what's their background? Like, are they engineers? Like, how do they? That's so cool that they're making all of this stuff themselves. But it's like so like persuasive to see your personalities on camera in combination with the stuff that you were making. Yeah, it also shows that we are just super self-centered and like didn't show anyone else at moment. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. <just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think for us, because it was all filmmaking gear, it was like stuff we yeah. understood. Like, could I yeah. make a lens? Could I design a lens? No, but do I understand how to use lenses and do I understand how to get the best footage from my phone. It's like, yeah, that stuff makes sense to me. So it's like, and I think it, there was some knowledge there that we were able to bring to it. For sure. Yeah, the timing worked well too because that, that was the time when YouTube, when everyone was vlogging. Now it's like, there's way less vloggers, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are, but there's not really in, in the tech space. But everyone was vlogging at the time. Casey and I sat was killing it and just like all the people were vlogging. So it really worked for that time period. Mm-hmm. Was that like 2017, 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah. the style of content we made. So we kind of just rode that wave, dude. No worries. <laughs> and then... <laughs> sick. Oh, it's so good. So, so sick. So um, sick. I think, um, I think also there was no other company really doing that yet. I feel like in terms of, oh, yeah. at least from, from my standpoint, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe there was some company kind of crushing it but yeah there was no company that was just being very human being very honest just being real like here's a couple dudes that are just going to run around and try to shoot cool stuff on their phones or talk about a new filter or what have you so i think because it was so new and different i think people attached onto it quickly i think now it'd be harder like i think because the bar was kind of low back then like caleb and i could just do whatever we wanted and as long Uh as we filmed it and had fun 
most likely that fun was going to translate to the viewer and they were going to have fun too, right? Mm-hmm. Now I feel like the production quality of stuff is so much higher. Like I'm looking at like a Colin and Samira video, a Johnny Harris yeah. video. Like these are TV shows. Like these are right. things that take people weeks to make that I think Caleb and I are, are still kind of in the boat of like, just keep it crusty. Like I think like oh, literally always. when in doubt, yeah, when in doubt, I was like, dude, what should we do? And it's like, dude, just keep it crusty. Like, no worries. Yeah. Like just keep it as haggard as it can be because that's just, that's what well, works for us. Yeah. Some people just have like, like you're saying, like a knack for making stuff look good pretty, not easily. Like they put a lot of work into it, but that's just how their brain works. And I feel like mm-hmm. I would always be fighting that because I like the more, like crusty analog, just like more raw vlog feel. So I'm sure if it wasn't me on camera, I could be behind a camera and I'd love to like make something pretty. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I'm definitely not going to be doing what everyone's doing just to copy the trend when it's not going to look that good or yeah. it's going to be like a lot of effort. Well, sure. I think it's really interesting for a lot of people to kind of look at your perspective. And I think a lot of people look at YouTube or content creation and just assume, yeah, it, I have to do it all on my own. Like I have to start with my own brand, my own channel, my own mm-hmm. thing. And to see a company like Moment take a gamble on creators like you guys and then just like have tons of success with that model. So much so seeing now that there are new content creators coming in the scene, you know, like and I'm seeing Moment pop up on TikTok now and like all these other places um, and seeing the growth from afar. It's just really cool. And I think a lot of people find encouragement being like, oh, that's a different avenue. Like I don't have to be on a film yeah. set. Mm-hmm. I could potentially work for a brand that does content creation like this. Mm-hmm. Or I could like put that in someone's ear be like, hey, I could be this person for you, you know, if they really like that brand. Um, yeah, totally. What does that transition looked like recently? Because... Caleb, you're doing a lot more of the content uh, side of things now, and Niles, you're doing more of the education, correct? Yep. Yeah, so at, at some point, I think, I mean, basically it was when when we got pregnant with our first, uh, our daughter, who's now a little over two, basically it was, uh-huh. like, it was like, okay, I have to move back home. Like, we're going to go back home, be around family, be, be around friends. So that was kind of... I think like a, a natural segue into like new things at moment. Um, that was like, you know, two and a half years in mm-hmm. and I was still on the channel for a while, but it was, you know, there's just new things happening at moment. You kind of want to grow in your career. Like I love being a quote unquote host. That's what we call the moment. Like you're a host and Caleb and I, I mean like going and running around making videos with Caleb is like probably the coolest job I'll ever have, you know, mm-hmm. but at some point it's just like a natural <laughs> Thanks, progression dude. of, yeah, a natural progression <laughs> of like, Caleb then running the content team and like being in charge of YouTube and like where does Niles go and we kind of found an avenue of like just with a you know a traditional background in filmmaking and having some experience there and also understanding the talking to camera side and teaching side then it kind of made sense to go um, lead a team that just focused on making educational okay, content. But, but but to be clear it wasn't our yeah. decision to be like hey Niles just because you, oh, no, you no, should no, do no, something no. else. It was no. that uh, the team at moment wanted to go and make these like digital lessons and not they needed someone to lead it because that's like we only have a team of at the time it was less than 40 or i mean like when i say that it's mostly engineers and developers mm-hmm. anyways making our stuff like the content team and the designers are less but out of a f- three or four of us that could have done that job it was like niles made the most sense to roll with that because we didn't want to hire a new person so just that's how it goes with these small companies. You move around and adapt in so many areas mm-hmm. and you might work there for a year or two and go back. Like Niles might come back and go more full time on YouTube. But yeah. at the time it was like, it's essentially, we're just trying to make revenue for a moment. So like mm-hmm. yeah. if him staying on the channel made us more revenue than him leading and actually making, getting these lessons to happen or digital goods, um, it just, it is a lot more, uh, it's better for the company to go that way. So. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think my kind of pipe dream with moment is to like stay on this kind of educational pro side, making products for, for professional creatives, onboarding things they already sell trips and lessons and actual physical products. All that stuff is so cool. But then kind of coming full circle to then in like two years, it's like me and Caleb are just back on the channel having fun again, you know? Because it's like, it's like I love working hard and I love building moment with this team. I think the team is great. I believe in kind of the Mark mission. Like, I just, he works harder than anyone, you know? And it's like following his lead, I enjoy. And But I think at some point, it's like, Caleb would always say, and I always talk about, dude, like, if it's not fun, then, like, 
why are we doing it? You know? So at some mm-hmm. point I do just want my job to be like really fun again versus mm-hmm. having all these revenue goals and having all this stuff attached to it that is fun, but also stressful. You know, and when I think about yeah. what my job used to be, of just like Caleb and I would go ride in his van and go do whatever the frick we wanted. <laughs> like they, that was they my get big, it, dude. They get yeah, it. That was my job. So it's like, I think one day I'd like to get back there just cause it yeah. sounds fun. And I do they, enjoy that. Like the hosting side, like, I, I went from loathing speaking to the camera to now like really looking forward to it. So that's been an interesting journey in and of itself. We're just some washed up YouTubers now. Well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> well, that's well, that's kind of why that's, that that's kind of why I want to do it because it's like I'm gonna be I'm 31. So that that put me uh, me and Caleb are pretty much the same age. That put us both at like 33 and just a couple of 33 year olds running around on yes, YouTube. Yo. Like that is so funny. I don't okay, know. Why as of late. As of late, though, I've seen some awesome, like, older creators, as in not, like, the creators in that, like, TikTok pop bubble, but they're, like, these old dudes who, like, review tools or, like, they're they're doing yeah. something else, but they're making consistent content, and I'm, like, oh, I see, this can, this can <laughs> like, keep going. I just need to not focus on this, like, tech hype that I'm not a part of, and I just need to make some sick, like, good running, inspirational, dude. like, I don't know, like or your gardening you channel. Do... He he's he's always talking about starting a gardening channel, which I thought would be hilarious. We just planted our garden again for this spring, so second year. I'm super yes. new, so it's a sophomore yeah. year of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> sophomore year of gardening. <laughs> That's so good. But yeah, I mean, I think one cool outlet for us is Dad Strides. That's kind of why we started it. One because. For me, it just serves as like, I have to go run because now I have a podcast about running. And if I don't run, I truly have nothing to talk about. And I have to tell you, every listener. After I, like three weeks I'd... in, that happened. <laughs> what? A- that after I, like I, three, three weeks into the podcast, you kind of stopped running. Like you ran like once a week. And then when you got back on the horse, you, t- you had so much more to talk about. Yeah, no, it's true. So it's funny because like you're literally telling every listener, hey, I've actually stopped doing the thing that I'm supposed to be talking about. So there is this accountability <laughs> of like to these, you That's know, great. however many hundreds of people <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> and now I've gotten to the point where I'm actually I'm fully bought in, like between running and surfing, surfing was always top priority. And now it's actually kind of 50 50. Like if the waves yeah. are really good then I'm going to do both, you know? And if the waves are bad, then I'm just going to run. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, But it's fun because Caleb and I still get to collaborate on something that we think is super goofy, something that we get to kind of own and just laugh about all the time. And it's called Dad Strides. I mean, it's like, it's the least, we couldn't, (laughs) like, we just don't take ourselves seriously as people, you know? And not in like a bad way, just in like a, like, we're just a a couple silly dudes who want to have fun and like, hang out with their family and like go do stuff that we enjoy and in a bad boy and, way yeah and, but but yeah but kind of with like a tinge of being bad boys because that's just who we are <laughs> for sure dude that like for doesn't sure. make, that like doesn't make any sense i'm like i was like thinking like what that actually means and i'm like that means nothing like I, like what is like i'm a dad what, what, but i'm a bad boy dude what up <laughs> yeah. yeah at the end of the day we're just trying to be bad boys and no um but yeah, so that was kind of the reason we started Dad Strides, and now it's kind of this thing that I think we'll just keep doing. Like, even if it isn't really, like, quote-unquote successful, which I don't even think we've defined that for ourselves. Like, what is a successful podcast for us? I think for us, it's just doing it and yeah. and running and, like, getting faster. And I think we are getting faster. I mean, not not like Eric Floberg fast, not, not like Floberg <laughs> runs fast, but, like, pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh well caleb caleb is definitely faster than me so i was gonna I say gotta... maybe caleb maybe caleb yeah. but yeah this dad over here very slow very slow okay Not- i have a f- i have a few things to say about all this uh first of all love the pod like i don't listen to <laughs> i literally don't listen to any other podcasts which is it's funny like I, that's why he I, wanted I have to a start podcast one. with steve yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yours is literally the only other one I listen to. And it's just hysterical to me when I'm literally training in the middle of a run, laughing out loud (laughs) in the city of Chicago, just passing random strangers, laughing out loud at the things you guys say. Wow. Um, It's it's phenomenal. It's just, it's so fun. And um, whether, whether or not you guys 
want it to become a business or whatever. Clearly right now you're like, okay, yeah, that's a joke. But in all sincerity, like something like that could blossom into whatever a next chapter could be into, you know, Mm -hmm. your forties, even if that's something that you wanted to keep doing, which is a crazy thought. (laughs) But (laughs) I I know. um, Yeah. Like one being 40, what? Like I'm going to be that old one day. That's crazy. I like, I have have a deathly fear of getting older. Caleb like has always channeled the, the, the personality of like a 42 year old man who with a mustache. And, I, and I've yeah. always channeled like this 19 year old little grom who, like, who, no, who, who like still wants to be cool. Say <laughs> like how that, it is, dude. Frat boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's just cool to even see you guys. Like you start, you started a Patreon, like you're getting some funding for it. You mm-hmm. have mall grab coffee and like a sponsor quote unquote, you know, quote but unquote. It's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's goofy and it's funny, but like, those are actual steps into like actually making something, you know, and and finding some sort of revenue, whether Mm -hmm. that's silly or not. Like, I just think it's really cool to follow things that you're passionate about while you have something substantial work-wise, like running in the background. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, like whenever I listen to you guys, it's it is different that component of like you guys being employed by someone else and still being creators whenever i hear you guys talk about it it feels very different than you know what we do with our like we have to figure out where the revenue is coming from with our own personal brand like we have to figure out all that stuff and that's a different kind of stress i think both Mm -hmm. of our stresses are they're pretty equal like I, i hear you guys talking about you know, especially Niles, like how much you travel and like mm-hmm. even even like Caleb, you know, run having to edit the podcast and like all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it's uh, I, I forgot where I was going with. No, that. yeah, um, I think you're right, though. It's a different stress level because I feel like when we were because Niles freelanced for a bit and this was a while ago now. And so did I. But it was like mm-hmm. you do get to make all the decisions yourself. We're technically uh-huh. still employees. So it's like we're working really hard and wanted to do our job the best but at the end of the day it's like we can't make every single decision and it like there's certain decisions that are made that i'd be like i wouldn't post that or that many times a week or do this or that yeah when you're your own boss you essentially can make all those decisions which is like Mm -hmm. a weird um amount of freedom that i kind of didn't realize when i became like an employee which we have a ton of creative freedom for sure at moment but at the end of the day it's still just like i want to be the best employee I can be. And so whatever role I get tossed into, I'm going to try my best and hopefully mm-hmm. it does well for the company. Yeah. But there it, was a sense of freedom in that because it was like if the ch- if a video flops, like that doesn't oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. directly affect like one my right. Uh, like my mo- your monetization. Your cushion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's true. It's like it's like if someone wants to put out a video and it kind of tanks, like that hurts their revenue overall. That hurts maybe their next yes. you know Squarespace sponsorship. Hey, this right. video didn't do that well. It maybe hurts their you know how much money they make off ads, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always kind of felt like this is kind of weird. But when we would go to these events, like these tech events, it's like we're hanging out with people. Who are not who are quote unquote like real YouTubers like Caleb and I were, but it was also like we're getting paid by a brand to do this. So I'd be talking to like Sarahdici or someone, and it's like the problems that she was facing and other people were facing, like we didn't never had to cross, and the problems that we're facing are completely different. And I always kind of felt like a wolf in sheep's clothing in some way because it's like we're the brand that like a lot of people, a lot of brands are just paying these creators and, we, and we've actually just become friends with them. So it's like, I, I almost felt like this kind of weird, like playing both sides a little bit. So there's, there's always mm-hmm. like a little bit of, not like guilt, but of like, of like, I shouldn't be here because <laughs> it actually doesn't affect me. Like my video, like whether me and Caleb make it really, really good or spend an extra couple days on it, like doesn't actually really affect us. You know, but, and that was that was that was always a weird a weird thing to me. Yeah, but we also like we'll work super hard to make a great video, and like you don't see that like if a creator is getting a five ten thousand dollar paycheck on a sick totally. project, we don't get that. So yeah, yeah so then so then there's the flip mm, side. You, yeah. you see that you see the success, and you're like, well, you know, I if should, me and Caleb had yeah. our own channel with five hundred thousand subs, we would probably be, be making, making a lot more more than mm. what we do at moment. But we never had to grind all those years of making nothing to get yeah. there. Exactly. Sure. I I remember what I was kind of getting back to is like I see patterns in your guys' life of things that I I don't feel like I have any kind of hobby outside of running. 
um, you know, and I see you guys gardening and I, you know, Caleb, I see you playing like with your family and the dogs and Niles, like you're surfing and you're trapping seven kids on a trampoline and trying to babysit a whole (laughs) army of children, which I assume are your friend's kids. Um, uh, I kind of see some of that and I go, man, like, do do I need to, do I need to work for someone to have that kind of flexibility? And I, mm. I think a lot of me recently is going like, okay, I'm entering this new phase of life of just being like, I need to create that for myself. Mm-hmm. I need to create that time for myself, um, mm. so I'm not just grinding away all the time because it's really yeah. easy to default to that, and I don't want that for my life, you know. And when you when you yeah. work for yourself, it's like no one's telling you went to work and like when you can be off right yeah and, and when mm-hmm. and when things are not going well there's always the pressure to find the next gig like w- when i was freelance people i think kind of romanticize freelance if it works i don't think there's anything better like if you're paid to make stuff that you love mm-hmm. and are able to kind of dictate your schedule like that sounds like the best thing ever yeah. but i think for me the amount of work i was going to have to put to get there of like you're gonna do all these jobs that either one pay well that you hate like some sort of corporate gig or something that you don't mm-hmm. want to shoot or yeah. two it doesn't pay you anything but it's like this super fun creative project like I, I kept mm-hmm. I'd never found where those two met and I think for me I kind of realized like I can go work for a company like Moment that's super fun and that I would love as a freelance client and just kind of consider them almost like my permanent freelance client in a way where I'm just always yeah. working for them and yeah. then not have to worry about, you know, taking on someone new that yeah. is something I just don't really care to do. I've always had a really hard time faking it. Like I got started in the wedding industry and very quickly I just got so burnt out. It was like the thing that mm-hmm. I wish I loved that I never could find a way to love. And I found mm-hmm. myself being like very jaded at these weddings and people just don't deserve that. This is the best day of their life. So it's for me to have a bad mm-hmm. attitude, which is so unfair. So that's kind of why I stepped yeah. away from weddings really early. Um, but I've, I've never been able to kind of fake it. Like I just like, if my passion isn't there, like I have a really hard time of like making it good. Mm-hmm. So I think freelance for me, um, just that never really worked out for that reason. Cause it was like, if money was tight, I was just working through the night, sending out emails, calling people, texting people, trying to figure out how to make it work. And then the minute I got the job at moment, like stress just kind of left my life in a lot of ways. Yeah. And but I think for some people who like, once you get over the hump, I think like, like you're kind of set, you know, like, like there are some directors that from the outside looking in, it's like, Oh, they just get paid to make whatever they want to make. And it's mm-hmm. so good. Like, how is mm-hmm. it so good? You know? And it's like, that's, that's seemingly like the best case scenario. I just don't know how you get there. Yeah, I think too, we definitely have a little bit of that West Coast mindset where we've embraced it to the yeah, point dude. of like maybe a fault, but like <laughs> shock on my bro, dude. Mahalo. Uh, like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it. dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's always, there's like just life's crazy. There's so much. I'm always coming at life with just like a very thankful attitude and like mm. every day. I've had in the last couple of years, a couple of like friends pass away from like serious stuff. One was like suicide from depression and just like stuff that kind of shakes you up a little bit and both being Niles and I are both Christian, but just going from that of like, I'm so grateful for like, you know, everything that's hard, I think is like in a way, I think it should be hard. Like having a kid and all this, the, the pain and the, that comes with that. It's like, it's going to be hard, but that's why you're sacrificing your time because like running, I'm sacrificing a lot of my time because I I care about it. And mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a bit selfish, but like I feel like I need that because yeah. I work I also work pretty hard and I think there's I also certain, feel like yeah. I also feel like your family needs that. Like I mm-hmm. like I was talking with a dad mm-hmm. on a run. We went on a long run with a dad. Um and that's I don't know sick, why I said dude. I don't know why I said dad up. so much. Yeah, so I was running with this other dad. It was freaking sick. Let me tell you all about it. Uh, well, what's your podcast called? Dude? Yeah, it's called Dad's Trides. You guys, should, you guys should sub. No worries. Uh, no, but we were kind of talking, and it was like we're at the point where like I have a daughter, I have a son. I want them to look up to me, right? Like I, I want to set an example for them in terms of like how I character, my faith, like my activities, and one thing is just discipline. Like I was a very undisciplined youth. And that's always kind of been my biggest regret. Like I was a piece of crap for most of my life. Total rebel <laughs> punk, like just getting into the wrong stuff. And you know, and I think for me, it's like, I just never, you know, parents are split up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'll save you the sob story of my childhood. But basically it was like, I just never had that kind of like, this is what this looks like. 
in terms for my kids, like running is actually this thing. It's like, oh, like I know my dad puts in eight hours a week to like make himself better at something. Or I know my dad like spends this amount of time reading his Bible to like do this. Or I know my dad goes and goes and search because like that's how he relieves his stress or something like that where it's like my kids can see me working hard in something and they that's kind of an example for them to work hard in something if that makes sense. Totally. And that's yeah. That's where really wow. the real truth is unveiled outside of just your goofiness. Like you guys do have intention with the stuff you do that is like incredibly wholesome and really, really cool and unique. Um, yeah, I'm convinced just, life is just too short and I'm l- yeah. like, not every day. Like I have such so many lazy days, but it's like, I want to do something <laughs> every day because there's so much to experience on this planet and like with mm-hmm. people that I like and yeah, every day is not going to be easy, but I feel like hmm. I can at least be like grateful to be around. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for totally. us, like there is depth to what we do, but at the end of the day, when we're doing it, we're just like giggling the whole time, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's, you know, it's like, great. it's like, it's like there's serious intention. It's like, yes, I want to yeah. live my life with purpose, but also like how silly can we be right now? Or like, yeah. how, you know, it's yeah. like, I mean, it's true. It's just, we're just out here having fun because. Is that cringy, dude? I think we're kind of cringy. I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. But hey, you are the opposite of cringy. Everyone (laughs) looks at you guys as the coolest dads on planet Earth. Oh, whatever, dude. No way. Something something I wanted to ask Steven, actually, kind of jumping back a little bit. Um, Steven, you're kind of in this middle zone right now of being fully self-employed, but now starting to do some like editing for me and my brand and that kind of stuff. Um, How do do you kind of feel in that situation, kind of balancing both worlds where like, you're doing some commercial video work now. You're doing some editing for me. Um, how does that feel for you in business? Um, and then how does it also affect your personal life? I know we're both coming off of like yeah. two pretty stressed out weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I Kind of calling back to what Niles was saying about almost like having the, the stress relieved by having some stability in the form of moment for him and almost treating it as if it's like this permanent freelance client kind of thing. It, it, I don't know. It's almost the same like kind of feeling. It's in the same ballpark, if you will. Uh, it's got like that, uh, that kind of like the stability of like, Hey, Eric needs some help on this, that the other project or whatever it is. And I can count on that work. And that's great. Like that's something I don't have to drum up for myself and I can improve my abilities as an editor, as a filmmaker in the process mm-hmm. so that when I go out and get my own clients in that realm, I can deliver better work for them also. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like this like very beneficial thing to be doing together where it saves you time. It takes something off of your plate. It helps me improve as just an artist. And it's, it's like money that I don't have to drum up on my mm-hmm. own, which feels fantastic, honestly. Like it's, <laughs> it's very relieving <laughs> in certain, yeah. in certain times and certain, like, you know, coming out of years like 2020 and even going into 2021, things are already like packed wall to wall with client work, which is awesome. But you know, nice. there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of projects that we're working on rally caps being one of them. So there's, there's like not a shortage of, of stuff to be doing, but it's especially nice to have actual paying work to be mm-hmm. doing because rally caps doesn't make us a dime. <laughs> so like, you know, it, it feels good to have, you know, you still have to pay the bills also. Um, and to be able to do that with you in such a way that like you trust me wholeheartedly, which I still am very flattered by. So love it doesn't you, feel like I'm like, oh, I love you, man. Love you forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. So I, I, yeah. oh, I love you. I don't bring know, you guys I, into the fold. I don't know if That's I love all said. of you yet, but maybe one day we get there. Do you love me, yeah. Niles? Of course, my dude. <laughs> dude, all day, bro. That's what I'm gonna keep working towards. That's just gonna be my next career goal: is to get Niles to tell me. Get Niles to love me. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's. I mean. That's great insight, Steven. It's really good to hear. The other thing I was thinking is you just buy the dip on Doge, you know, and that's how <laughs> yeah. you, that's you, how you make it. Send it on a little days. GME, you know, just. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> which like Steven profited on GME like mad. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah. What's funny about GME? I got some of that and I got some Doge, but I only oh, made a little. Uh, luckily, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the the dip ate Caleb, but then he got it back. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no, tripped I, into a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually so I went to get my first uh vaccine yesterday and I was like, Oh babe, what's this like empty building right here next to CVS? And she goes, Oh, that was a GameStop. And I was like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it like really came full circle of like, oh wow, they are just being fully gutted. And it's a really yeah. big building, so I understand why they're not there anymore. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it made me think of that so though. <laughs> I haven't really ventured into um, you know, the get rich quick of these kind of stock stonk games. Um, these memes. But, yeah, these <laughs> meme stocks. Just because we, we, we bought a place to live in July um, and living in Southern California is very expensive, which is why I'm yeah. currently working out of my garage and not out of a little yep. studio because I got rid of my studio uh, to help with that mortgage. But dude, yeah, baby. I, I did I did do a little ref, a little refinance after we talked to Eric the other the Ooh. on our podcast a little bit ago. Yeah. So I'm I'm rocking rocking some savings there. But yeah, I think like just having I didn't have the expendable income that because it's like I never wanted to put in and like I wanted to put in if I lost it, that I wouldn't miss it, right? Like, yeah. if I lost X amount, then I wouldn't be, like, screwed and, like, my family can't eat that week or something. And yep. I just, right. you know, being in this phase of life right now with a mortgage and just had our second baby, it's like, that doesn't really exist. But I would definitely had some FOMO. I mean, on Twitter, it's like, how do you not have FOMO, <laughs> right? And so, like, people are people are posting screenshots of their portfolio and it's, like, this just meteoric numbers. They might go down mm-hmm. any second, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah. pretty wild. Super interesting. Yeah. Um we promised ourselves that we would do. We started a Patreon as well, so we promised ourselves that we would do an ad break for it. <laughs> so Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. Wait, can you give us Patreon advice? Because we don't have any patrons yet, and you guys have like what ten now? Dude, we, we, we are. We have we ten. Are, we're blessed with. Uh, we we have ten patrons. We don't know how we got them, um, but we've just said <laughs> it on the podcast a couple times. But mine and Niles' whole thing is like. We're not trying to make money. We're really not trying to make money with this. We just want to do it. Yeah. But I feel like that little bit, we're, we don't want to lie to ourselves, that little bit of motivation where you can get mm-hmm. a little, a few bucks. It's like that does help us sit down and record and edit it every week. Yep. And mm-hmm. again, we have jobs. We don't need the money, but it's like, hey, let's just open this up. People are honestly down. People that can get behind and want to be a part of something and have an extra five bucks a month, yeah. they're down. I have... I give to like a couple patrons just because like these these like creators that I'm like I watch their content all every week. Mm-hmm, I yeah. watch like a lot of really fringe YouTube. My wife and I love like you do on I mean, YouTube. You watch oh, the yeah. fringest yeah. YouTube ever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, so Patreon, we're having our first like we didn't want to we don't have enough time to like do too many incentives. So it's just mm-hmm. more just like hey, help us create the pod as like we thank you for like kind of you are actually helping us motivate to keep making it and then yep. once a month we're going to do a like a live hangout yeah so. we really only have we're, we're, really the whole pitch was like if you just want to give us your money and support us here's great. a spot for it like yeah. here's a spot to do that i want to do yeah. oh eventually we want to do like um i want to take my the gopro on some like runs some like trail runs this summer mm-hmm. and do like exclusive patrons like vlogs if they want to mm-hmm. watch me go run through the trails um yeah, yeah. would be fun too and I would actually but it is enjoy like having for, them. For running, we're just so... I'm just not sure what the give is. Because like for a lot of filmmaking um, and creative stuff, it's like here's the behind the scenes of how I make what I make, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. Like mm-hmm. Johnny Harris is, is, is a YouTuber I love. And like his Patreon is just like how he makes his maps, how he makes his graphics, how he makes his scripts. There's a mm-hmm. very clear linear path to like breaking down each aspect of his process. But for running, it's like... It's like we I am not a physiologist. I am not a professional runner. Like I played soccer in high school. Like that's like my, you know, so it's like what am I supposed to teach people about running? It's like m- just my own experience. And Caleb how like to, how did, to stay core, dude. How to get yeah. fit on your runs. <laughs> yeah. So it's like what do we actually give people for incentives? And I, I think it'd be fun to do like de- like goofy dad strides like workout videos. It's like imagining like us like <laughs> oh in like God. in like blue jeans and like a fake mullet and then like oh, we're, but we're man. actually doing a workout routine that like <laughs> might be really good for you but it might not like it's not medical advice kind of thing um but yeah but it's just like it's just a time thing for us it's like how like when am i gonna do that right yeah. so eventually yeah. i think we'll start adding some incentives but we have some funny ideas that maybe we'll do one day i want to make sure. merch too still like honestly yes. just for myself oh, to show up yeah. to these races and have a with shirt dad that says dad strides on the front oh, like that's i'm gonna oh, literally sick. make one for the race we have coming up like with ariana my wife has a heat press and used to do some like vinyl press oh, stuff nice. I'm going to make one just 
Uh, unless we get to it before that, Niles. <clears throat> you yeah, gotta have Steven. one that says just Kush Sal on the front too. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I make a in like really small print. <laughs> I, I make a Kush Sal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. You guys gonna hit your ad read? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sick. <laughs> Sick. I mean, yeah, we uh, we've been doing um, different. Um, just e- exclusive breakdowns of our episodes after mm-hmm. um, we used to call it the B sides, but going with the whole rally caps theme, it's now called extra innings. So mm-hmm. we'll be doing that after every single episode, just kind of breaking down what we thought of, you know, talking to guests as well as how we pitch uh, guys like these guys here. You know, <laughs> we released that one to the public of, of our uh, pitch to you guys and just kind of how we creatively go about that as well as, Steven will be breaking down kind of how he edits the podcast and little tips and tricks that he finds. So if you want to support us similar to the Dad Striders um, or you want to see some exclusive content, more conversations that we have, you can go check it out and it'll be linked down in the description as well as as these guys, Patreon, if you want to be a, a Strider as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think dude, our I you. think our thing was called like keep the stride alive. Is our oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, stride or die. There we go. Stride, stride or die. Ooh, I, I'm gonna I write like that, that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got like a. I was at. We went to Walmart the other night, and I saw all these mechanical pencils on clearance oh, yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> so I bought them all. Dude. You, you, you gotta turn them into the like the little cannons. You put a little, oh, you, you, you break them yeah, and put dude. the little rubber banner on them and yes. shoot it. Yeah. yeah. Oh Whoa. yeah. Dude, I, I, I had, I, dude, I had an arms that. war. Dude, I had an arms race <laughs> in freaking third grade with those, just like lining them up with like little BBs too, and like shooting them at people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> dude, like... Strider die is kind of sick. It's like an ode to skate. <laughs> it's like an ode to skateboarding. Like skater die. Go. Yeah, skater die. Yeah. Skate and destroy. We'll send Strider you an invoice die. for the consultation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you, Steve. You got a design yeah. fee and everything. Okay. Yeah. We might have to become <laughs> patrons now just to just to, to say, like, we'll just meet in the middle. No, please don't. No, yeah. no <laughs> if anyone subs to both no, of our Patreons, don't. you get the official uh, Rally Strides t shirt or Dad Caps, whichever one is better. Collab, dude. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Dad Caps. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, running has definitely, though, been like a thing that. Definitely with COVID and everything has helped. Yeah. Uh, just mentally. It's just running mm. is, once you're into it, like seeing Niles get into it, then he caught the bug. Like, Steven, do you Heck run? Yeah. This was going to be my next question, actually. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you, guys, you guys talk about running so romantically, and Eric has started to get me into it. Uh, just started like back in July is when I bought mm-hmm. my first pair of running shoes, like ever. What'd you buy? What'd you buy? What'd you buy? What'd you buy? Hoka. Come on. Okay. I, I, I've, I've heard of the, the clout that they have. I know a little bit of running. Yeah, I listen yeah, to the yeah. Dad Strides pod. Is it I know what's up. Cl- Clifton Sevens? Rincons? Uh, Rincon 2. Nice. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I nice. want to try a pair of Clifton Sevens though, because I, you'll be I've faster, I don't know the, anything you'll be faster and I try in the Rincons though. Really? Wait, yeah, why is that? Are li- I don't they're know. lighter. I think they're really oh, light. They are. Okay. And there's okay. a, I think there's a smaller stack height too. But those are yeah, nice because you can chunky. actually, yeah, they're not as okay. chunky, and you can take them on. Not to just go full shoe deep dive, but here I go. Um, Let's go. You can, you can like, like those are really good for like variable terrain. Like if you're gonna be on like some gravel and on some dirt, like in like yep. a park, and then also be yep. on some road. Like I have a neighbor, okay. who's. A oh yeah, badass ultra runner mom, and she exclusively runs in the ring con. Like she loves them. She's got like no eight pairs. Okay, of them. yeah. So she does, Whoa. and she runs trails in a road like every day. So okay, so I already have the best shoes. It sounds like yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah, you got a good um, pair of shoes. The 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 tough part is me enjoying it, and I'm trying to get to <laughs> that point. <laughs> yeah. How long? It's, it's Niles, tough. tell him how long it took. So I think there's ebbs and flows. Like you feel okay. encouraged, you plateau. You feel encouraged, you plateau. I think I'm actually working on something for Patreon right now that is like a like a like a like a runner's guide. Like basically, I've almost been running for a full year, and here's like the seven things that you know I think helped me enjoy it or like keep doing it. I think the only way you enjoy it is by doing it more and more because you do get yeah, okay. to a point where you do start to feel strong and that runner's high is like a very real thing. Like when you're oh, running yeah. at a pace where you feel like I'm not getting tired and like that's a really empowering feeling, you know, and you just feel yeah. like you just cover ground. Like like it's like if you're going to go run 
you know, 15 miles, like you realize how far that actually is. Like that's, you're going to circle almost your entire city most likely. So, and it's really cool mentally when you start to think mm -hmm. of those distances and you're like, how am I even like considering doing this right now? And it doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause I got to that point. Like I, I was, um, I think it was back in October. Like I, again, like I've, I've not run almost ever in my life and it really just started like seven months ago out of nowhere. I just went out I was expecting to run maybe a mile or two, and mm-hmm. I ended up running almost eight and a half miles out of nowhere. Oh and my I, gosh! I like I got home and I the first I like called my wife. I was like, "Babe, you have no idea what I just did." Like it was it was like the most out of body experience I've ever had. Okay. I was like, "There's no way this was like physically possible." I haven't gotten Whoa. close to that since then. It's been like <laughs> it's been like two to six at most. Yeah, but like that one time made me more confident and like okay mm-hmm. like maybe wow. i could do something like maybe yeah, this could be a thing that sounds I so think, sick that is sick i think one thing that could be helpful is rather than setting a distance um goal setting a time goal because like if you mm-hmm. think about it okay. for me like i'm running like six hours a week maybe um and we have a good friend who is a very good runner and he basically just runs off of time so rather than saying i'm okay. gonna go run x amount of miles he says i'm gonna go run for an hour i'm gonna go run for two hours at any pace so it's more about okay. the time you put in and it's more quantifiable in terms of like your relationship with your wife and your kids too of like this is how long this is gonna take mm, me like i'll yeah, be back in an hour versus <laughs> yeah. like hey babe i'm gonna go run eight miles oh i actually got gassed on this hill and ended up doing a different route. Now I'm walking home. Like so many, so many times, I'll end up having yeah. to walk like a mile and a half home because like I'll end somewhere else because it's like I decided to do a hill or I decided not to do a hill or something. Yeah. But I think that can be helpful too, is like just setting a time goal. So like I'm gonna run two okay. and a half hours this week, and you break that up into chunks. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then you'll realize how much distance you're actually covering there. Um, I think also there's a book um, by Brendan. Leonard, he's he's at at Semirad on on Instagram. He basically just has a bunch of funny charts and is. I think I started following him like way back when, but he's you know it's definitely some inspiration for Dad Strides. But it's I hate running and you can too. It's basically like his whole journey <laughs> of of this love hate relationship with running and how to get started and keep going. Wait, uh, Niles, ha- you know the video I sent you the other day of that why how to run a hundred miles or whatever. I I didn't watch it. Didn't okay, watch it. that's him in it. <laughs> Oh, That's is semi- it really? Okay, yeah. well, then I'll go. I'll, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go watch it now. I'm like a total <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> no, he's sick. All right, I mean, the whole idea now. of like the whole idea of like being semi rad just resonated with me so much because I was living in Montana when I <laughs> when I first heard him and it was like decent skier, like able to do something, ski some terrain, mm-hmm. ski some backcountry. But when I'm looking at people who are actually rad, it's like, no, 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 I'm not even close, you know. And that's how I feel <laughs> just in pretty much anything in my life, filmmaking, <laughs> yeah. running, surfing. Yeah. It's like. It's like, yeah, you're okay. Like you're decent, yeah. you know? And like that's probably that's that's kind of it. So, I definitely relate to like the semi-rad mentality. But yeah, I think time goals, getting your clothes on early. It's like if you're mm-hmm. going to go run that day, it's like do your work in your f- 5-inch shorts and your tank and your shoes and like so then you're just held accountable to yourself of like are you really yeah. going to derobe your running clothes to then go sit on the couch and watch Netflix? It's like, no, no. Like, you, 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 yeah. you can't, you can't, you, you know, you got to wear your clothes. That helps me. It's solid. Um, but at some point, it does become addicting, for sure. It's it's so cool how the correlations between setting running goals and getting better and falling in love with running, like, how applicable it is to so many other facets of your life. Totally. Um, with perseverance of, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it means with relationships, with mm-hmm. taking care of your family, um, with building a business, like it's this physical manifestation of so much of the other things that you're doing in your life. And it really helps you form a discipline in those other parts of your life, yep. especially with the, all the endorphins you get from doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the big, biggest reasons I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool to watch you guys get into it so hard and like yeah. actually be consistent. Like you guys have been doing it for a year now, over yeah. a year and um i just quickly i know another rabbit hole is just uh you guys are training for different things right i caleb i don't know what you're in right now but i know niles you're going for a marathon right yeah so i have two i have a marathon june 6th and a marathon in october as well so i have two and then i'm hoping 
and then hopefully I can, yeah, yeah, look at me go. <laughs> um, and then I'm hoping, yeah, my my goal isn't, uh, you know, first one probably is just to finish because I've never ran that far. Second one mm-hmm. might have more time correlated with it. But I, I did feel good talking with Caleb yesterday. I, I did feel pretty good on my half marathon this past weekend that I ran more at a tempo speed. And I was like, okay, like, I think I'll, this is the first time I've been like, okay, I will comfortably be able to, not comfortably, but I will be able to finish a marathon. Yeah. I know that now and now with like mm-hmm. six weeks left of training like we'll see if I can actually get a time that I feel is decently competitive for where I'm at not in yeah. the grand scheme of running a marathon but <laughs> if where I am at currently yeah. um, but I would love to get an ultra on the books because that's what Caleb is kind of yeah. crushing these days is just like these bad boy ultra run through the hills beat your chest <laughs> drink water from the streams you know like just, that's Jesse dude that's yeah, Jesse that, that is Jesse dude um, that is <laughs> Jesse um, Driftwood. Yeah, follow him on Strava. It's the best Strava account ever. Yeah. I think he has four <laughs> followers on Strava, and two of them are Caleb and I. Like, it's just the, it's like the most raw social media it's for so him because he's not. He doesn't have you know a bajillion followers. And Eric, followers you there. know Jesse's like barefoot, barefoot guy, yep. not maximalist cushion. He's like literally running barefoot or in like sandals. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those little sandals. It's like it's like I'm going for max stack height, like maybe two inches of comfort. And he's going for like I want every rock to hit my yeah. skin. Like, I mean, that's I read I read the Born to Run book. And I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm training. What's so? I mean, dude. That speaking of running, as like it kind of snowballs and you progress. I have never been as strong or as fit in my whole life as I am now, and that feeling is weirdly addicting. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely. I'll give it most credit to running trails. And now I'm trying to run as much as possible off pavement. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I, I went I went hard yesterday because I'm trying to do more of the 80-20 rule. Like run mm-hmm. 80% of my runs should be pretty mm-hmm. easy and then 20% hard. So yesterday yeah. was a fast day. And like oh, yeah. how easily I felt was running fast. fast on, but that was on pavement. And like uh-huh. I still had like 500 feet of gain over that 10 miles. And like up the hills, I was like, this hill is nothing compared to running of the mountains. Like it was so mentally like cool. And that, that feeling is something like I have my first kid and I'm, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Like that is such a dad thing to say, like best shape of my life. Like I ran fast (laughs) in high school. I did like, you were speedier, but like the strength I have and like the stamina now is really cool. So, and I'm nowhere near, I want to be, I want to be able to do like, um, my goal is to do some like hundred mile races. Um, and I think, that will probably happen. I th- hopefully next year I'll be able to get to that point. So, so he's trying to get and- me to do it with him, which yeah, I, yes. honestly, honestly, there's an 88 percent chance I do just because oh. Caleb is. I'm so persuaded by Caleb to do. But I was dumb just down for a good time. <laughs> I am. I just uh, like him generally down to rally. You know, I'm, I'm just like, oh, like should we do this? I'm just like, oh, I don't want to, but like yeah. I totally will. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how I feel about a hundred mile race. But a hundred mile race is just like. Like it's a bad decision, but like when you so do, far. If, I mean I the mem- you always make good memories when you put yourself into really terrible situations. Yeah, and true. I, I like all my best memories are from like stuff where you don't know the outcome necessarily, or you're a mm-hmm. little bit apprehensive to do it. Even like a road trip, we've gone down to Baja now twice, my wife and I, and I'm like, I don't know if our van's gonna make it. I don't know like what it's gonna be like. And then I'm like those are literally our two best trips so far and the memories we made on them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you have to take some risks in order to like see anything out. And I'm a huge risk taker. So, um, unfortunately my wife has to live with that because I'm always like even financially I'm like I'll take a risk we can live on rice and beans but now that we have a kid I'm like well we do have to we have to feed the kid now so totally yeah when we were single though it was like well whatever I don't care it it definitely changes things having a family in terms of just like that general responsibility you feel like I remember Mm. being single and and being on a plane Mm. and this is a little morbid but I was like dude if this plane went down right now like I don't care like whatever like like, and and if I survive like that'll be sick (laughs) and then all of a sudden I got married and I was like oh man it'd be kind of a bummer if this plane went down because then I like then like Sarah would be alone and then I now that having two kids it's like okay I really don't want this plane to crash because like then I got then I'd be really really shitty if this plane crashed right now (laughs) and I abandoned my children it's like funny how like that's like a very weird thing but that's like how my responsibility like that I've felt over the years Mm -hmm. I think for running going into that it is like ultimate stress relief when I started when I Mm. I think I, I got into running when I stopped using music so like I would put in a music and I'd put in a podcast or something mm. and I would go run. And it's basically like, oh, this is so boring. Like how is so boring? Like I need something to like think about or listen to. 
And when I actually got rid of music, because that's when I started to think I actually enjoyed it, because your mind, like when you go run for two and a half hours, like your mind goes everywhere. Like you think Mm -hmm. about everything, like Mm -hmm. all these little sounds, and you're just like so much more aware of your body. And then your mind just wanders to like, you know, things that happened 10 years ago, experiences, like people you haven't Mm -hmm. talked to in a long time, work stuff. Like a lot of times I just start thinking about just like things I want to make, like film ideas, like who I should call about this. Like your mind just goes so many places and that ends up being really relaxing because it's like you're able to kind of just process things on your own and it ends up being kind of like alone time or like a time Dude, to do, like do you ever meditate. dream about do you ever dream about what you're going to eat after the run i do that oh, every yeah. run pretty much like oh I know totally I pizza pizza rolls i thought you meant freezer. literally dream i thought you meant literally dream i was like dude i've never actually literally dreamt <laughs> no. about that, after that, a run that'll yeah. happen oh. <laughs> wait fo- like falling asleep like like you're asleep you're not dreaming about the run you're dreaming about what you eat Post after run. your run i was like bro i'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet brother i'm, yeah, not, I'm not there, there yet <laughs> that's elite level no but yeah, like yeah. on the run i think about like i get so stoked by like if i haven't had like my second cup of coffee or like an iced coffee yes. like uh-huh. i'll be like six miles in and i'll just be like i'll remember some stupid like i have like a root beer in the fridge or something and i'll be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it's the simple things when you're out, like oh, yeah. kind of when you're suffering or like you're mm-hmm. you're kind of tired, but uh, it's so good. No, I definitely look forward to what I'm gonna eat when I get back, and just the idea of like, oh, I just burned, you know, roughly 1,900 calories. It's like if I want a burger, like Dang. that sounds freaking yep. good, and I'm gonna <laughs> go chow down on yeah. that burg, you know. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, man. running well, i can't believe i'm yeah. into running honestly it's crazy i mean it's, it's like so yeah. cool it's like july pretty much july of last year is when i went on my like first run and it was right when we bought this place to live and i think i was running again for the stress relief of like we have a mortgage now like what if i lose my job what if sarah blah 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 like we're having another kid just all those stresses of life so then it's like yeah. i would go run and i run sometimes i run really late at night I call right. it the, the dad hours. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. have seen this, but oh, yeah. basically it's like, oh, it's 1030 p.m. And like the kids are asleep, you know, your wife's asleep. No one needs you. And it's like, that's your time to go run for a little while. So mm-hmm. the farthest I've ran dad hours is 14 miles and you get home at like 1230 at night. And it's like, oh, my God, 1 a.m. And it's like, all right, going to shower and go to bed. <laughs> that's crazy. Eric, but Eric, Eric where are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Niles, what are you saying? Well, those days are gnarly. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think I'm going to run that far at night because it is just kind of exhausting. It's like you have a full day and then you're doing that. But it is just, again, it's just like that alone time, that time to just think about and kind of relieve that stress a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Eric, where are you at right now with coming back from injury? Yeah, it's, uh, my ankle has still been bothering me. It's so, it's getting to the place where like, I, I probably just can't ignore it anymore like i need Mm. to go get it checked out um Mm. but it's still been manageable like doing you know anywhere from five to ten and so i'm gonna just do this last kind of push um before i go get it checked out um just to see if i can keep strengthening it because it it has gotten better it's just it's just weird it just feels kind of unstable Mm -hmm. um is it a ligament or do, do you know what it is i have no idea it's on the ball of my ankle on my right foot um so yeah, I've, I've like gotten out of shape. I've put weight back on and it's like so discouraging because yeah. I really don't like exercising in any other way. Um, and so that motivation is just gone when I can't like physically make it happen. Um, but yeah, I just keep watching. I just keep watching like Kofuzi and Seth James Damore like marathon vlogs and like on repeat. <laughs> And it's one of the most nostalgic things for me, especially Kofuzis, because like I was in those races with him. Oh, um, cool. Like, I ran Chicago those years, so Sick. I'll even listen to them while I run and oh, nice. watch them from time to time and just get amped. Um, That's sick. But yeah, it's a it's a very special thing. And you know, like for anybody listening right now, it doesn't you know running doesn't have to be the thing that like gets you psyched, but like it is really really cool when you find something like this outside mm-hmm. of you know, creative entrepreneurship or whatever your job looks like in, in the creative field, um, to just have something to do that isn't just the, the grind of work. Um, obviously with this, you know, with running specifically, the physical health aspect is incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I, you know, I think along with these guys would encourage, 
you guys to find something like this that mm-hmm. gets you that amped or makes you feel that nostalgic or that that proud or a model mm-hmm. that could be for your kids or whoever's in your life, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. totally. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And, Sick. Oh, yeah, I do. I want to see that sub three hour marathon still. That's what I I'm going. Know, I'm going I for. Know. I'm going for that in October. Let's I got a ma- marathon I'm signed up for in a road one. Hopefully, Where? one and done. Uh, in Leavenworth, Washington, it's kind of up oh, in the sick. mountains, but it's on the yeah. roads. But the rest now, of the summer is going to be trails for me. Now yeah. that I'm running longer distances, imagining waves hitting my ankles in the winter <laughs> while trying to run fast is just like the worst. I mean, if you guys don't realize, Eric basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've ever explained this. I went for a sub three hour marathon and just got destroyed by the weather. And there's this one shot where it's like (laughs) the lake is trying to take him away (laughs) and he's trying to keep his sub seven pace through it. And now thinking of that, like how mentally like, you know, you're, you know, you're at a certain amount of mileage. You know, you have a certain amount of mileage left. You're looking at your watch. You're like checking your pace. And to know that like there's just this freak thing that's stopping you from going that fast is so gnarly. Like that's just such yeah. a mental barrier. So that's an, that's an ultra run right there. Like river crossings and like <laughs> yeah. that. You're, that's, that's, yeah. I yeah. feel like when I run ultras though, I'm, I'm, there's going to be no time goal. It'll just yeah. be like, it'll just be finish and just like finish and, and take some yeah. sick photos on the way or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> when you're trying to like run a, a really fast marathon which sub seven is yeah it's like all those little things matter because then it's like if your leg hurts all of a sudden or your shoes are because your shoes were soaked obviously right yeah yeah like the whole yeah whole race yeah 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 like the whole freaking race yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Gnarly. very very excited to I'm, I'm waiting to hear back if i am getting into new york this year or next it's going to be one or the other so um, nice. by, by first weekend of November, um, that would be when I run it this year, if I get, uh, in mm-hmm. and I'll be trying to send that one, but I'm trying to figure out like, could I get another training block in to like get a June marathon? in? Mm-hmm. I don't really know if I would be doing that one for time. Um, yeah. but just yeah. to kind of like get back into it a bit more and have something to train for. Um, Are you so. still doing like, do you think you'll go back to doing like zone two? math training or are you I'm definitely transition? more of I'm definitely more of an 80 20 like I okay. want to do I'm, I'm way more interested in that that's really okay. kind of what I've been doing Same. all along um okay. <laughs> totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I do too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. St- Steven's uh, like, I-, I love math. Yeah. yeah. 80, 80 <laughs> numbers. It's 100, baby. Come on. Yeah. 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 Basically, there's, for the listeners, there's just a bunch of training kind of ideologies that people follow. And one is this like low heart rate, only mm-hmm. running that. Takes a long time. Apparently, it's guaranteed to work, but you have to like put in months and months and months and months right. of running super slow um, yeah. to get there. Looking so. like but a what, loser, dude. <laughs> yeah, and like you better Caleb. you better not have th- you better not have three inch shorts on because like you're gonna get made fun of. Like 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 if you're doing a math training, like you're running seven inch shorts. They need have to be fun walking, or basketball, or and, basketball and walking up hills. Yeah, like I don't. It's not running. Just kidding. Yeah. I love hate. Yeah, Caleb, sir, Caleb said it, like he doesn't want to do math. I agree with this. I like I don't want to just. I it's life is too short to do the math method. You know, sure. like yeah, just like to can commit to that and run slow all the time it doesn't mm. it just doesn't sound fun um i don't yeah. know that sounds pretty compelling to me <laughs> yeah. no but steven but steven's like i love math dude I, this is slow sounds I great say, actually. i would say i'm more interested in math than these two because these two okay. are already pretty fast so like yeah. once you have the speed and the endurance it's like you don't really need math anymore like i would say yeah. caleb and, and 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 eric don't need math for me it was okay. like if i had had math early I might have done it or like known what it was. Okay, and for you, yeah. it's kind of like you stay in a zone two, you're, you let your legs get stronger, you, legs, okay. you let your ligaments and bones get used to running more and the impact, and then you can start going faster. It's basically a way to cool. start start getting in shape and then not get injured because everyone Niles, tries to run Niles, fast. Niles, their listeners the don't care, dude. I know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I I'm love like, this not, I'm like, so this week on Dad Strides, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is not our podcast. No, that's good, man. We've no, just we, segued uh, into the dad strides portion of this episode. That's all <laughs> yeah. this is. Yeah. yeah. So if you want, if you want more of this, you can head on over to yeah. wherever you, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll we'll just have Stephen cut out this portion of the podcast and send it to you guys. So this is your yeah. next episode. Yeah, I can, just half of it's done. Teaching an idiot to run. What we learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
But yeah, I mean, we've been jamming for over an hour. We don't want to take much more of your time, guys, but um, really appreciate you jumping on and talking to all things for moment us. and yeah, yes. and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it's just super fun to, I, I don't think I ever dreamed of like having a relationship with you guys ever, like seeing you in the early days of, you know, all that moment stuff. I was like, totally held you guys up on a pedestal. It's just really cool to like have conversations. Back at with, you, dude. I know it's so funny to hear that because like Caleb yeah. and I could not see ourselves less on a pedestal. Like we yeah. are, we're we're in the gutter constantly. Yeah, and I feel like the first time I ever saw Eric was in Mango Street's Myth film, and it was yeah. like I was like, "Who's this guy? He actually seems like he's kind of funny. Like, oh, he's funny. <laughs> like he's doing this, and it's like he's being funny in this video." And then you were just there, and we met you, and I was like, "This guy, Eric, is did funny it." And we, went out, IRL. we went out to dinner right at that uh, yeah. cool restaurant in New York. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I want to link up at some point. Like, um, I've always kind of talked about it would be really fun to get like a Dad Strides running camp somewhere beautiful in Washington and just post about it, it, Airbnb or a cabin. And we just go on like two a days or one a day, like go for runs and hang out and just like catch up. It sounds uh, so fun. I know. I'm down if like we can get the spot for wife and kids, would be fun to just have everyone, honestly. But I don't know. We could maybe do it at some point. Maybe yeah, do like think, a I few days I, with just dad, with just like dad runners and then a few uh, family friends or like us and our families could be cool. Totally. It makes yeah. us think like we, I would love to do just like a, a kickball or, uh, or like a little <laughs> wiffle ball, like oh, wiffle ball, or something dude. for <laughs> yeah. rally caps. Yeah, we that should be super fun too. <laughs> That's, that is cool. funny. Yeah. yeah. Cool guys. Well, thank but you so yeah, much for having time. us. It, it was yeah, an honor to be on. And uh, Stephen, gr- good luck editing all of our nonsense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be easy. <laughs> I'm not cutting anything, so uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna freaking export it all out direct. I love it. Yeah, heck yeah. Sometimes we do that with dad's ride, so I I, I respect it. <laughs> we just leave it in. We always there's uh, no yeah, way we're running joke of like cut it out and post yeah. and never do. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm totally. most that. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Caleb actually had the conversation not to keep talking, but we always do this too. We were like, do people edit their podcast? Like, are people cutting a substantial portion? Because we don't. We maybe cut like eight seconds of the 39 minutes that we recorded. It's very funny. I think I only cut something if like an internet connection drops and we're like, we just have to reset real quick and... Yeah, that's that's it, which is fantastic. (laughs) It makes it a lot easier for sure. Or we just have guys like my camcorder just died. (laughs) (laughs) perfect place to end (laughs) that's so funny i'm I'm gonna text you guys this thing this looks like straight from like 2001 yeah you sent us a photo beforehand it's what does it say dad camp 3000 or something yeah Yeah, but look look at it on it (laughs) look at it on the little tripod dude (laughs) i love it's coming oh my slow internet (laughs) It's so that rad. Awesome. Yeah. And it's on like a $500 tripod, like peak design carbon fiber, like the sickest tripod you can get. <laughs> and then dad cam 3000. And then in the dad cam 3k. That's Come amazing. on. Really sorry how bad the footage will look. So if you're listen- yeah. listening to this and seeing some of the posts are online, the footage is great. Shout out Super to sick. Sony. I don't even know what kind of camera it is. <laughs> I got on eBay. Cool guys. Cool. Have All a great right, yeah. day. Thanks again, guys. Yep. Keep it up, guys. Bye. (laughs) You too. Later.